Well, hello everybody. My name is Mark Boyle. I'm the prepper guy. I'm in my new digs or my craft room, which is still kind of a work in progress. That's why we got some cables hanging out here and stuff. And uh, just wanted to take a minute to uh, talk a little bit about some stuff that's uh, going on in my mind. So, like I said, my name is Mark Boyle. I'm the prepper guy. And uh, this is my podcast for Thursday. So I had done a podcast uh, yesterday on the way to work, um, driving, which I usually do. And uh, it was about, you know, comedians and how it's so easy for them, you know, to bash on conservative principles and beliefs. And I'm not talking about Republican conservatives. I'm just talking about people that care about our country and our rights and our freedoms and our family and our government and America. You know, and people that want to conserve that, we want to conserve our environment. We want to conserve <clears throat> the things that make America great and and make us free and make us prosperous. And that's why we, we honor and salute the flag, because it represents, you know, that light on the hill. And uh, these comedians can just bash on it in a way to where they can talk about all the things that, that conservatives, you know, believe are important in a way to where they can mock it and laugh about it quite easily, actually, when you when you think about what they're doing. Um, and they can joke about our freedoms and our rights and our the things we hold dear all they want, but they do it in a way to where they almost tell us to go screw ourselves and we think, oh, that's kind of a good idea. Yeah, getting kind of aroused here, you know. And... and and it really is like low-hanging fruit to comedians. And, and comedians have bashed on politicians for years, but they, they, they never bashed on America and principles. You know, and I was listening to John Oliver. I think that's his name. I never watch his show, but there was a, a little thing that he had done uh, talking about, you know, the COVID and not wearing masks and how stupid can we be, you know, and, how important it is, even though, you know, so many other diseases kill people daily, like tuberculosis is way worse than COVID ever was or ever will be. But yet, we need to shut down the country over some some small virus, you know, it's like the flu, you know, we had swine flu, we had Spanish flu, you know, but we continue to, to, to work and pay our fucking taxes and stuff. So we hadn't lost liberty and freedom. And these comedians like him, you know, they just sit there and talk about how stupid we are. And and, and it's, it's just, it irritated me. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about it. And then it's like, talk about these experts, these experts that we call them nowadays that, you know, how we call certain people experts. And it's like, well, what the fuck makes you an expert? And, uh, well, you went to journalism school, you're on Fox, you get paid two, three million dollars a year. But you're not really an expert on any subject. You're an expert in journalism, maybe. And then you do a quick read of someone's book or you have one of your aides read the book and give you the cliff notes on it. And then then you talk to this person about it and you have your opinion, just like every American. And you're like, well, that's really tragic or sad or whatever. And so we... We look at them as experts, you know, we, we, we listen to nutritionists and 
young looking bucks that talk about low T and all this stuff and, and how important it is to eat, you know, your, your veggies, just like your mom used to tell you, but they're just talking about stuff that they read in maybe 10 year old, you know, scientific papers and journals, but they don't think that, you know, these journals have been skewed with government propaganda for 50, 60 years now, because that's what the FDA does. You know, they, they, they lie to us just like Big Pharma lies to us. So they're reading this stuff and they're not really getting a, a concept of what it is. So that was what the whole podcast was about. And I thought, that's great and all that. But I'm, I'm really tired of telling, you know, myself and, and, and my listeners things that we already know. We, we look at this shit and we go, Pfft. I mean, we have enough common sense and, and discernment to look at things and go, what, what a crock of shit. We, we know it's wrong. But we, we don't know what to do about it. How do we how do we fight it? How do we stop it? And I listen to these politicians, you know, that aren't experts on the Constitution either, blather on about how they want to fix it. But, you know, they've been in office one or two terms, maybe five or six terms. And yet now they want to fix it. See, now that it's affecting them and this mail-in voter fraud and all that might, you know, make sure that there's never a, another conservative thinking person ever elected to the office of president or even to the Senate. And, and, and it's gotten so expensive that only the elite can afford to become senators. You know, it's, it's expensive just to be a representative because they've gerrymandered it to where the, the districts are so large that it costs you close to a million dollars to become a representative of your district. When it used to be a small district, you could, you could take a year and go meet everyone in your district and, and get to know them. And, and it didn't cost millions of dollars. And to be a senator, forget it. That's you know, 10, 20 million dollars nowadays. And to become president, it's billions of dollars. And, and when did we allow this to happen? Well, we kind of didn't. We just weren't watching. We weren't paying attention. And the only way we're going to fix this is to, to literally do away with the 17th Amendment. Not just talk about how bad it is, but literally get some mojo going and make it go away. That is really hard to do. And it starts at a local state level where you need to start explaining to your local mayors and stuff. You know, we need to get in control of this. This is our freedom. This is our city. This is our town. This is where we live. This is you and me. And we have these elected bureaucrats like in planning and zoning that really are following the Agenda uh, 21 model. And they don't even know it. It's just, just like these experts in nutrition. They don't really know that what they're saying is false because they've read it. And it, and it was re, you know, produced in journals, medical journals and white papers and stuff. But that was all funded by government grants that says, these better be your conclusions or we're just not going to fund you. And, and then the colleges and universities go, well, if, you know, if we don't get funded, we'd have to pay for this out of our own pocket. And, you know, fuck that. So then they, they go to the, their scientists and go, uh, don't, don't, don't publish that paper. You know, we, we'll lose our funding. And I was like, well, can I change it? And it's like, yeah, you can change it to fit the, you know, the government's narrative and then, then we'll publish it. You'll get recognition. And they're like, oh, okay. And they don't even see it. So, you know, the, our local politicians don't understand what is really happening. They don't see the bigger picture at, you know, 10,000 feet because we're down here on a, on a local level. And really the, the corruption is way up here. And so they don't see it. You know, 
planning and zoning and bureaucrats don't see that this is Agenda 21. Our school boards don't see that this is part of the union and, and the Board of Education trying to dumb down our children and, you know, send our kids home with homework that we can't even help them with when, when it has nothing to do with history. They're rewriting history. So we don't sit there and go, wait a minute. I don't want this shit happening anymore. Fuck that. And, and tell our local school boards, stop it. Well, we'll lose our funding. It's like, well, then I, I guess we won't have schools. Maybe you should think of another way to where we can get funding and stop doing this. And I know there's a fine line in there. It's like, you know, we can we can push the limits a certain way and, and keep our funding. But if we go too far, then, the, then this, you know, the Board of Education and Department of Education go, oh, fuck you, you, you know. You're not following along, and states could sit there and go, well, we're not going to follow along with federal guidelines when, it, when you're talking about this crap. And then they go, well, you'll lose your funding. And then uh, then I guess this, the, the counties would have to pick up the tab. And if you want your kids to go to school, then uh, that's what, you know, I pay a fortune in property tax to fund the schools. Uh, where's the government money coming from? Oh, see, my my... My property tax money probably gets sent to Washington and then they, they skim theirs off the top and send it back to us and then when we want to school and stuff. So there's there's things that we need to get a hold of, we need to get a grip on and go, this cannot continue to stand this way. Fuck this. So how do we do it? I, I have no idea. Um, but there's there's ways to do it and we have a lot of smart people in our counties in our cities that can do this we you know our mayor now and some of the new council are sitting there going we need to rewrite this this code that we have in the city because it's oppressive and it's hurting poor people that can't afford to to even fix their house or have their grandson put a new water heater in their house because they got to get a permit and all this inspections in it and when you're on a fixed income you know a 2 300 dollar water heater might be breaking your budget and then to throw on a 50 60 dollar permit well now forget it and then if the permit guy's going well you really should hire a licensed plumber well now just for the guy to show up and and, and plug in a toilets you know 150 dollars so you you they can't afford it so they're like we need to rewrite this code to where people can have you know no questions asked inspections if you really want you know your grandson or the handyman's work inspected. You you flip the, the city 35 bucks. He comes out and goes, yeah, it looks like you're not going to die from that. Good job. And, and then moves on. He could even sign something because you're paying 35 bucks for it, you know, saying that it was done right. And therefore, your insurance can't, you know, balk about it and stuff like that. But if you don't follow it or if you don't call for the $35 inspection, then it's no big deal. Nobody cares. No, you know, no, no harm, no foul. But they they can't do that. See, they they can't look at it that way. They have to be in control. So our city's working on maybe rewriting some of this code, and and prettying it up and making it more user friendly for old retired people, people on fixed incomes. Now, if we can just get our county to start lowering property tax instead of raising it, we have issues going on locally here that in our county that you know could cost our county sixty seventy million dollars because of the the pension plan that was, you know, set up in Baltimore, Maryland, somewhere for the, the safety workers, you know, fire, ambulance, police, highway patrol, uh, uh, made bad investments, and now our share of that to continue to pay these retired people is is sixty some million dollars. Well, we can't afford that. It would take twenty, thirty years to pay it off. That that's just that amount. 
and then it doesn't, you know, continue it moving forward because then it'd even be more money. So, you know, it, it needs to be needs to be fixed, and it, and it's not getting fixed. And then you know, I they're they're talking about raising my property tax, you know, ten fifteen percent over the next. 20, 30 years, instead of trying to figure out another way to do it, to see what fucking just happened there. They, they fucked it all up. And then instead of fixing the problem, they're like, ah, just raise taxes. Like, excuse me, come on, what? So I'm going to, I'm going to take a break and see if I can hide that cable and do a few things and I'll be right back. Okay. Well, I had to make some calls for you watching the video. You can see I changed into my uh, protect the Border Patrol shirt. I bought this from Glenn Beck way back in the day when uh, Ramos and Compion were in prison, thanks to the Bush Justice Department. You know, I don't, I don't understand law enforcement in America because I, I don't know how they can do it. It's so thankless. You know, you've got the president's always trying to fuck you over if you're Border Patrol or military or rules of engagement. You know, you can't shoot at them until they put three holes through you. And then uh, Border Patrol, same thing, you know, and uh, and and then uh, you know, defund the police and all that. It, it just it, it's very thankless, and I'm appreciative of them. That's why in my business we give them a discount, uh, you know, as much as we can help them, you know, because they're, they're doing it. But a lot of them, you know, well, it's like the Border Patrol will say, "Well, our hands are tied," and it's like, "I'm sorry, you got to untie your own hands here, because we the people can't do shit for you anymore," um, you know. They've proven that, you know, so, you know, I, I was talking to some Border Patrol guys. It's kind of off the subject what I was talking about before earlier. But, you know, that when when a, a person jumps the, the border wall or the fence or comes across illegally, uh, if if no one from Border Patrol or any law enforcement see them cross that border without permission or in a not a port of entry, then they have to assume they're a U.S. citizen, just like if you or I were out hiking and, and Border Patrol, you know, comes up on you and they're like, hey, you know, what are you doing? It's like, hey, I'm bucking camping, you know, and because uh, we're an American citizen, they can't detain us, they can't question us, they have to have probable cause. And the same goes for, you know, Border Patrol with illegals, you know, if, if they're not seeing them jump over the fence, then then we have to assume they're U.S. citizens. They get all the rights. That's why they get rights, because nobody saw them violate the law. <laughs> kind of funny, isn't it? You know, not really. It's a fucking bullshit. But so, if we're not going to, you know, stop them or watch them and detain them at the minute they break the law, then then we have to grant them rights, and with those rights come, you know, free stuff because. Maybe they're not employed or whatever. I don't know why we get into it. You know, seems like, uh, you know, if if Border Patrol and the Sheriff's Department out there protect your border or my border, uh, see a crime, you know, like uh, drug runners, then just arrest them as drug traffickers. Don't talk to them about being illegal. Just they're already illegal. They're drug traffickers. You arrest them for that. If you see them or, you know, or some girl, young girl, you know, makes an allegation that, you know, this guy raped her, then you arrest him for rape. You let the judge figure it out, you know. But if, 
well, he's a coyote and she's contraband and blah, blah, blah. And then it becomes a murky mess. Just arrest them. You know, if you have to assume they're U.S. citizens, just like if I'm out hiking with my family and, and I got drugs on me or or the girl I'm with says I raped her, then the, the sheriff or the forest department or whoever is going to arrest me. And, you know, if the allegation, because they have probable cause, then we'll figure it out. It's the same thing. But they do have their hands tied, you know, so I feel for the Border Patrol, but uh, I, you know, for what they get paid, I don't feel that much for them. You know, so they need to help us with our fight. So that gets back to what are we going to do about it? We know all this shit is going on. How, how do we? How do we? How do we fix it? How do we stop it? How do we change it? How do we make things okay? And and that's that's the thing I, I can't figure out because you know I'm a stupid American and I don't know. But we have allowed the government, the federal government, we created become in, in control. We've allowed our state government that we created become in control. We've allowed our local governments and our city and our town governments become in control of our lives. And to a point where a nation of laws and, and those laws should reflect our wishes because we told them to go do it. And that's why I rail against the 17th Amendment so much. It's like, well, we didn't really tell them because we no longer have representation because the gerrymandering and all that, we have no connection to our representatives anymore. You know, So they can't come to us and go, they're thinking of passing a law, um, or we, the representatives, are thinking of passing a law in the Constitution, our state Constitution, about this, that, and the other thing. And then we're like, no, what the fuck are you talking about? And then, then they would go talk to all the other representatives of the state and they go, huh, my people told me the same thing, go pound sand. So no, but we've, we've lost that connection because a lot of this, the, the districts overlap into big, you know, municipalities where their thinking is different than, you know, small town thinking. And, and I would say 90% of the districts in the state would be small town um, thinking but maybe not, you know, my, my town might only have one district. So I got one representative. Whereas a town like Phoenix or Tucson might have 10, 15, 20 districts or a hundred districts. So you're going to get a bigger slice of the, the pulse of America, or at least your state. And you might get outvoted and they might still pass that dumb, stupid law. But if it doesn't follow the constitution, the federal constitution, then it becomes void or repugnant. And if they, and even if it kind of does, or they don't want to look, and it's a state constitution issue, then your, your representatives and, and and your your lawyers should be able to take that to court, just like my case, and go, this is horseshit. And then they go, yeah, or they go, well, we 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 disagree with you, and it's like, well, no, really, you have a law that says I can't own a gun, and whatever happened to the words shall not be infringed. That's like. The commandments, thou shalt not. You know, it's a law. You can't do this. You know, if you're going to sit there and tell me that the supreme law of the land is the United States Constitution, and every state constitution uh, has incorporated that belief in the, in the first preamble of the state constitutions, all of them say, we uphold the, the federal constitution or the constitution of the United States to be the supreme law of the land. So if the federal government can make no law, then neither can the state. 
So therefore, why are you saying that I have to have all these curtailments on my rights to own a gun when thou shalt not? You know, and, and, and then they should look at it and go, well, it's a case-by-case case basis. It's like totally cool. Case-by-case case is fine. You know, but if you're just going to blanket statement, then no, you can't tell me that I, I need to, to get training to own a gun or have all these background checks or do any of this bullshit. You cannot do that. Thou shalt not fuck with my gun rights, basically. So when did we allow them to sit there and tell us what all these laws and rules mean? You know, because see, the, the, the founders were pretty clear on it. It's like, this is the Constitution. Here's these, these rights. Citizens have all the rights, even the ones we can't think of. But for sure, you can't fuck with these. Now, journalists will go on the news, these experts, and, and talk about, um, well, you know, there's nothing wrong with having a little safety training. Really? Is there nothing wrong with you maybe uh, taking a journalism class before you open a blog? I mean, it's the same thing, right? The pen is mightier than the sword. So you, you guys are out there with all your blogs and your comedians are talking about politics and shit without any fucking understanding of it. And, and you're basically firing off rounds into the air and, and no training. So can we, can we violate your First Amendment rights? Uh, no, because they're the ones with the big fucking mouth. See, so the pin is mightier than the sword. So don't tell me I can't own a sword when you can sit there and say whatever you want as a, an expert and a journalist in, a, in the media. Go fuck yourself. So we need to somehow turn to these people and go, no, enough is enough. Now, how do you do that? I do not know. We're getting really damn close to armed revolution and a civil war because they continue to push and push and push. And, and, and people are getting more and more pissed. And then when you do something like I'm doing, like adding on to my house, this room is part of it, um, and not getting a permit. And then, you know, I go to court and they're like, well, we don't think it means that. And then the city, you know, is kind of like, well, I don't know. We're too stupid to figure this out because we're not experts either. On the, on the constitutional law. And then so they turn to their lawyers who've been trained by fucking morons for the last 50 years, if they went to Harvard even, you know, that has all this stare decisis and case law because judges are too lazy to fucking figure it, it out themselves case by case. So that, that puts a lot of work on their table or their bench and they don't want to fucking deal with it. So now what do we do? Well, I, I guess... You know, you can fight it and you can push and you can do like our city and hopefully find something that's like um, a, a way to where we can we can save our republic at a local level. But you, you get shitty sheriffs that don't understand, like like this Keystone Pipeline is eight, nine, ten thousand jobs or whatever, just like that gone. Well, yeah. But if the states that that pipeline was going through just said, well, that's that's great. Thank you, federal government. We will take it under advisement and continue to build that pipeline and honor the contracts they have. Then uh, what's the feds going to do about it? Send in a bunch of EPA agents because uh, the sheriff could deputize everybody in the county and say, no, you your your agents cannot come in here. 
well, we're federal agents. We're so fucking cool that, you know, we're in control of everything. Fuck you. Who do you think you are? It's like, I'm the sheriff. I'm the duly elected chief law enforcement officer in this county. There's no one higher than me, not even you. So take your EPA guys and get the fuck out of here. You know, jurisdiction. It's mine. It's no debate. Go away. We're going to continue to build our pipeline. Well, we'll just defund it. It's like, well, that's fine. You know, we're going to make so much money on it. We'll just charge a toll for that oil coming across our state. And and then, uh, you know, kind of like a tariff. And the oil companies will gladly pay it because it'll be cheaper than what you're going to fucking do to them. And, and we'll build it ourselves. We could do that. Are you, is your governor going to do that? I mean, most governors were such chicken shit fucking morons, except I think 12 or 14 of them that decided that, um, um, you know, you don't have to wear masks. The rest of them were like, well, it's a, it's a mask mandate. Now they're all on the news, these fucking jerk off um, governors and stuff. Like, oh, we're so glad we finally did that. You know, this is an affront to American freedom. It's like, really? You're the one that fucking mandated it. You're the governor. You could have just said, nah, you know, are you going to outlaw masks? Why? What, what kind of masks? What are you talking about? Well, you know, the whole fucking COVID thing. It's like, yeah, haven't heard nothing about it. You know, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I'm, I'm not, I'm more worried about tuberculosis in my state. And we don't wear masks for that. So, no, I'm not going to. But no, they did it. They fucked over their own economy for a good year. And now that they've eliminated, like Texas, you know, is, is all fucking happy and got a big, you know, erection over this thing that's like, yeah, now we don't have to wear a mask. Thank you, governor. Hey, he's the one that did it. And then he's acting like, well, thank God we were able to do this. It's like, you were always able to do it. In fact, you were able to not do it. So do you think that state is going to continue to build a pipeline? No. But would you like it? Are you a citizen of that state or that county? Yeah, yeah, you are. Well, your opinion don't mean nothing. See, you're at the top of the pyramid, but that doesn't mean you can just go fuck yourself. That's what that means. How about that? Because we're the federal government. We're the state government. We're the county government. We're your town government. Shut up. And it's like, eventually you should just, you know, you want to grab them and throw them in that big fucking trench and drop the pipeline on them. It's like, no, you shut up, motherfucker. This is my country. This is my state. This is my county and my city, my town, my little fucking slice of American pie, my private property. Leave me alone. Well, how do you, how do you fucking do that? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of writers that write really good books. And, and a lot of these writers write under pseudonyms or fake names because they work for the government and they don't want their name out there because, you know, fuck, I don't know, because they're cowards. <laughs> I fucking don't know. I'm sorry. You know, but it's just like churches won't preach politics from the pulpit because it's, uh, you know, against their 501c3. You know, so if, if, you, if you're going to preach and you feel that, politics and and religion do overlap in a lot of areas like abortion and stuff like that and you want to preach from the pulpit because it's important to you then you should and if you're going to lose your tax exempt status then lose it and be a man or a woman and and you know man up woman up and just say i'll pay the taxes but i'm not going to let my congregation get screwed by a bunch of asshats like you 
So you you have nowhere you can turn. Is my point, I guess. You know, I just I got a little distracted and basically forgot what the fuck I was talking about. But you, we have options, but they're not there. You know, it, it, you you go to your governor and he's like, I I hear you, but. We get so much fucking welfare from the federal government. You can go to your sheriff and go, dude, you are supposed to protect my basic rights. You know, if the city is telling me I can't have chickens, you're the one that's supposed to tell them to stop bugging me. Well, you know, I can't do that. You know, mayor's a friend of mine. I mean, they they wouldn't say that because that would be like favoritism. Just, I don't think I can do that. Oh, you don't think so? Why? Because you didn't study the Constitution? Well, no, actually, I, I don't even know what it is. You know, I just, I'm elected sheriff. And, 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 you know, and Sheriff Mack from the CSPOA has said that, you know, most of the sheriffs and law enforcement and the police chiefs don't even understand their authority and where it comes from. Well, that's a scary fucking thought because that's like giving a fucking chimpanzee a loaded gun. And, and, and hoping he doesn't figure out how to pull the trigger in your proximity. Because they don't understand where they get their authority. So when you as a citizen say, hey, I have rights, you know, you work for me. Instead of them going, sorry, you're right, I do. Let me go look that up. They get all pissy and go, don't you fucking talk to me that way. I work for you. I work for the, the county. I work for the city. I work for the, the mayor. Well. You know, that's, that's, that's as deep as their knowledge base goes. And, there's, and it's not really their fault. I mean, I could sit there and mock them and laugh at them, but you know, they're busy. They get elected and they, they try to do what they've been doing their whole lives, which be in law enforcement. Maybe they were a cop and then they became something else and a detective. And now they go, I want to be sheriff. I have a lot of law enforcement training. It's like, well, great. Do you have constitutional training? Well, no. Why would I need that? I'm I'm solving murders. It's like, yeah, you're you're trespassing all over people's property, solving this murder, and you don't even understand that your whole case is going to get thrown out because what you did was unconstitutional. But solve away, and then and then get all mad because the DA or the or the defense attorney just shredded your fucking case all over the place like a fucking paper shredder that cuts both ways, and then you're like, well. Oh, you know, we arrest these people, but these fucking lawyers, they just, they run circles around us. It's like, yeah, because they're smarter than you and they know the law. And if you're going to be solving murder mysteries or drug cases or doing your job as law enforcement, then you, you need to solve them to where you still protect my rights. I'm not saying let the bad guys go free. You committed a crime and it's pretty easy to prove. But if you go breaking into their house with a no-knock warrant, you might lose that case. You arrest somebody and you don't Mirandize them, you might lose that case. You lose evidence or hide or withhold evidence, you might lose that case. So do it the fucking right way. I have to do my job the right way. You know, so once again, we get back to the, the you know, how the fuck do we fix it? You know, and, and what is it? How do we fix it? What is it? Our country is going down the toilet. The republic is gone. Okay, don't even sit there and, you know, I get so mad when people call us a democracy, but really, we are not a, a, a republic anymore anyway. So that's gone. You know, it's, it's kind of like your house burnt down in a fire. You can't sit there and point to it anymore and go, well, that, that's my house. I live there. No, you don't. It's a fucking ash pile. 
Oh, yeah. So America has has gone the way of the dodo bird as far as the republic goes. But how do we fix it? How do we restore it? Well, it, it's going to take more than than talk. And, and, and it's going to take more than another case in court. It's going to take more than another governor saying, I'm going to get a lawyer and we're going to fight this. You know, because now we've, we're taking the responsibility that's ours. And we're saying, here, fix this. And he's like, okay, I'll call a lawyer. And the lawyer's like, he's like, lawyer, I need you to fix this. And the lawyer's like, I'll get a team, fix this. And then we'll go to the judge and say, hey, judge, fix this. And then the judge is like, I don't think I can fix it. It's like, hey, Supreme Court, fix this. When did it become the legal system that governs my life? I should fix it. And, and, And you try to by being polite. Like, you know, I've been to, you know, four, you know, fucking pre-trials in, in, you know, because of my private property rights being stomped on by planning and zoning. And they don't see it that way. But, you know, and, and then when I talk to them about it, they almost act like I'm the fucking problem here. It's just like, Mark, shut the fuck up and get a permit. So I did trip them up a little bit, you know, by researching shit and, and talking to people my whole life. That's why Fucking around and talking to people when you're at work is very important if you're talking to someone older than you that's smarter than you and he's a, a, a rebel like you, you know. So I, I, I told the city, I go, well, they go, why don't you get a permit? You know, just we'll waive all the inspections because you're already fucking done. We just want our money, which is would have been more honest if they'd have just told us that. It's like our donut fund is getting low, you know, pay us 200 bucks. But no, they, they say, get a permit. So I, I, I asked the, the the city attorney, you know, or prosecutor, uh, last time I was in there, I go, well, how much is a permit? And she's like, well, I don't know. How do we figure that? As if I fucking going to tell you, you know, but I, I, I said, well, I think it's based on materials and labor. And she's like, well, then fill out the form and do that. And I go, no, first of all, what if I do that? And then I'm, I'm you know, I can get in trouble you know, for lying under perjury and, and all that, because I, I signed this thing that's, you know, a city legal document that says my materials cost is going to be $25,000 and labor, since I'm doing it all myself, I'm only going to pay a couple people to do certain things I do not know how to do. So the labor is this much, but that's, uh, that's it. And then all of a sudden I changed my mind. And and so the material goes goes from twenty five thousand to fifty thousand because inflation and all that. And uh, you know, I decide to add this upstairs instead of just having it this way. I, I build this room. It's fucking there anyway. It's just an attic space, so I might as well make it cool. So it raises the materials cost. Well, didn't I then commit perjury under penalty of law? You know, it always has that little checkbox anytime you fill something out. I agree. That, you know, this is the best of my knowledge right now. And so since it's what they're going to charge me for a permit, and, and now it's doubled, are they going to sit there and double my, my permit fees? Charge me more? Oh, here comes my little doggy. Um, so, fuck, I don't know. You know, so I, I said, I, I can't do that because I'm not done yet. And she's like, well. And I said, well, you know, when I'm done, I can add all that up for you if you'd like me to, and then buy the permit then. She's like, well, no, you have to get your permit before you start. And I go, well, then let's see, we're now at a, at an impasse. 
I don't know yet. I don't know how much it's going to cost. I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know if I'm going to change my mind. And, uh, and, and so if you're just talking about materials and labor, then that's one thing. But now if you want me to go, oh, now I need to get plans approved. I don't have plans. Oh, well, that's an added cost. Is it going to get approved every time I change my mind and decide to add a second floor and change the trust design? Well, then you got to go in there again. Well, everything now is adding to it, right? So I can't do it ahead of time. I can do it afterwards. And she's like, well, just fill out the form then. What's wrong with that? And I go, well, first of all, I don't fill out your paperwork. I don't go into Circle K to buy a Snickers bar and ring it up myself. And she kind of laughed, but that's the truth. You know, it's like, if you want me to buy something from you, tell me how fucking much it costs. Because if you come into my store and want to buy something, I will tell you exactly how much it costs down to the fucking penny. Labor and materials and everything, even taxes. So, we're at an impasse. And then they act like I'm the troublemaker. The more I talk to them about it and the city council and the, may- and, the, and, the and the lawyers, see, I, I talk to them about it and, and I get so passionate about it, they think I'm droning on and on. But there's so many nuances to it when you really look at a problem that exists within anything. Um, you know, there's, there's deviations from it. It's like, you know, they, they said this, but that's not true because of that. If it if they'd have said it this way, then it's that, and then you you lay out more case law, and then they're like, you know, why why are you arguing with us? You know, it's like you're becoming annoying. You know, so even the city council, they're like, well, what do you expect us to do? It's like I expect you to do your fucking job about it. You know, that's what I expect, because see, I I technically hired you to be the city council to be my voice. Don't turn to me and go, what do you want me to do about it? If 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 I wanted that much responsibility, I, I would have just became city council myself. You know, so we 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 delegate to our elected officials, and and then they get pissed when we tell them how we want them to do their job. But their job is doing what the fuck we tell them to do. So when we get back to the old adage of uh, how are we going to fix it, I, I don't know. I mean they. You know, there there used to be avenues to to plug these holes that were leaking out our liberties everywhere, you know, down the fucking river, water under the bridge, liberties under the bridge. There used to be ways to plug those little fucking holes up. But now they've made so many laws and so many fucking bullshit things that there there are no ways to to really plug up all the, the, the millions and millions of little tiny holes. It's no longer a hole that you can, you know, drop something on it from the backside and then plug it real quick and let it dry. These are microscopic little holes now that are just weeping liberty through it. And when you add up the size of the federal government now, it, it might be just weeping a little bit of your liberty out as a, as a landowner, as a, as a, a worker as a whatever the fuck it is all the way up to the federal government, you know, to your toilet and how much water there has to be in it. And and therefore that gives them right to regulate your plumbing or whatever that weeping when it's all funneled down into just one, you know, point like a, a, like a dam weeping so much water that there's still millions of gallons a day of Liberty running out this sieve. So how do you fix it? I, I, I wish I knew. But they have plugged every one of those holes up now to where we can't fix them. You know, they, 
they don't just make big holes now. They put little tiny microscopic holes that we don't even see until we're caught up in their web like a spider web. So what are we going to do about it? Eventually, you know, I can honestly tell you eventually knowing human nature and studying psychology enough that, you know, or, or psychohistory, if you want to look at demographics and massive amounts of, you know, numbers. You know, if you have 100 million people in one area and this, they're exposed to this, how will they react and stuff? You can predict fairly accurately nowadays, you know, how a mass of, of you, know, you know, 300 million Americans are going to react. And the reality is... Um, because we're so fractured now, the reaction, I mean, by dividing us, they have changed the mathematical equations because the demographics have been fractionalized so much that you can't get a big demographic together to go fuck you. But as a whole, and, and the demographics are still going to rebel against this. I mean, you know, people are going to get mad, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, black Americans that get mad at white Americans for reparations, or if it's black Americans that get pissed off at the Democratic Party for lying to them for 70 years, it's going to happen. If white people get pissed off because we're being blamed for everything, or we just get pissed off because we believe that our politicians allowed us to do all these bad things. The reaction is still fire, whether you use a lighter or a, or a, a Zippo or a match or whatever, it's still fire and there's still gasoline everywhere. And so it doesn't matter if it's gasoline or if it's jet fuel or it's just alcohol. And, and it doesn't matter if it's a match or a Zippo lighter or a propane lighter or a spark. It's still going to create the same problem, an explosion and a fire. And, and the sad thing is most Americans will be mad at other Americans when we had nothing to do with it. I, I did not create slavery five, six hundred years ago. And neither did the people that may be mad at me because of slavery. I didn't create it. They didn't create it. They didn't create the welfare state. They didn't create taxation without representation. None of us Americans had a whole lot to do with the shit show that we see and call America and the federal government. But the reality is, we're going to be the ones mad. And then the federal government being the way they are, they're going to go, it's their fucking fault. Go get him. It's their fault. It's the illegals because they took your job. That's why you can't pay your bills. It's like, no, actually, I could pay my bills until you taxed me to death. There was plenty to go around. Well, this town ain't big enough for the both of us. You know, so they will blame everybody but themselves, and then once again, they will blame us. They will either blame black Americans, Mexican Americans, Asian Americans, white Americans, whoever they can blame. And then they will sit in their fucking granite towers there in Washington, D.C. And, and, and go, we're going to fix it. We're going to send in the military. We're going to build a wall around capital. And we're going we're gonna to hide in here because we're a bunch of little pussies, and we don't represent you. I wish states would make it mandatory constitutional amendment that, that your representatives cannot spend more than 50 days a year in Washington. That would solve a shit ton of problems if you really think about it. Probably will never happen because I'm a fucking wacko, right? 
Nobody listens to me or you, you know. Um, and then senators can't go and write the laws because that's their job as senators. See, they they hammer out the minutia and make the law and are supposed to, and then cross all the T's and dot the I's. But now they just give it to their aides and go buck off and eat dinner, you know, on our tab. <clears throat> so, you know, then senators can't go to, 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 to the Capitol or to Washington and tell the representatives say they can. Now, that would be a representative republic again. And that would shut the door to so much corruption like that. But once again, we're looking at our governors and our states to do that. And you're looking at your representatives who like going to Washington because there's money in it. And it's awesome. You know, it's kind of like going to Disneyland. What kid didn't want to live at Disneyland? Fuck going there once a year. I want to live there. I want to live at the Matterhorn with fucking Snow White and all her little friends. You know, so you're, you're not going to get the government to fix itself. And, and, and so once again, you would have to go back and start climbing that hill again to get them to pass laws like that. And it's, you know, so as you, if you, if you really want to spend the time and have an exercise in futility and, and, and a waste of thought, just pick a problem that bothers you and think about it. Like, how can I solve this legally? Well, court system don't work. Um, okay. So you, you, you would normally think, well, I have to get a grassroots thing going. So you get the grassroots thing going. And, and then they, the federal government, the, the Minutemen here in Arizona and other states. So what are you going to fucking do about it? So you're, you're, you're stuck. You're, you're stuck in this paradigm that you cannot, you know, the, the federal government has put us in a round room and told us to shut up and go set in the corner. And we just run around like ants in a jar killing each other. So my prediction is total meltdown and, and civil war. When it happens, I have no fucking idea. What will start it? I have no fucking idea. Will the patriots finally rise up? I doubt it. We'll just... Will it just be a group of fucking wackos that just start it and then everyone gloms on like the, the, the Capitol raid, you know, on the 6th of uh, January? Maybe because those were just a bunch of people. You know, who was it? We don't know. Was it Democrats dressed as Republicans? Was it Republicans acting as Democrats? Who the fuck knows? We don't know. Shut up. But the reality is it happened. And so therefore, what, what are you going to do about it? But, you know, nothing. So, you know, it, it, it could be it could be something really simple, a power outage because of an overload like what happened in Texas. But then a bunch of people take advantage of it. Let's say it goes nationwide. Let's just say it wasn't the Texas power grid, you know, that they own separately. But it was actually part of the grid like that when when there was a freeze in in Canada, and it shut down, you know, 50% of America's power grid because it just was widespread. It wasn't isolated to one power grid. It just, you know, one breaker broke and then another one and another one, and it just ran through it. Whereas in Texas, because they have their own control of their own, you know, power grid, basically, it really saved America from a lot of problems because that big of a shutdown could have shut down probably 70% of America. If it, a, a chain of events that had happened in a specific way. So will it be something like that? And then all of a sudden, a bunch of, you know, opportunists take advantage of it and start looting or, or robbing or, or stealing or killing. And then the police 
you know, either overreact or underreact or just go, fuck it, I'm going home. Screw this. My, my wife and kids are freezing to death. I got to fuck them crazy people. And then all of a sudden, it cascades into a collapse. That's what's going to happen. Or there'll be an EMP. And and really, there there are times when I listen to what's going on with Google and big tech and Bill Gates and trying to kill Americans and IBM working with China and stuff. It's just like, please, Give me an EMP. Give me a really big solar flare, God. I mean, roast this planet for about a week until nothing electronic can even survive ever at all. And then we could go back to the Wild West days, which was a thousand percent freer and a lot safer. But that might not happen either. So as preppers, you just have to look at shit constantly and go, what can I do about it? Can I fix it? Let me get involved locally fuck the big picture locally can i can i fix it here like ants dig big giant ant hills underground one little piece of rock at a time and there's millions of them just dealing with their one problem and, and yet they're going that way you know so as preppers you you need to you need to think what the fuck can i fix it and then if you have a plan can you achieve that plan and can you keep it locally so i'm thinking of starting a a local you know, county podcast because I, I give up on the world. Fuck the world. Screw all them people out there that, you know, it's like fucking other states and countries. and kind. I just need to worry about my county now because this is who's affecting me. You know, for the most part, the only people that ever fucked with me on building my, my addition to my house was my local city government. Yeah, fucking Trump never called me up and said, dude, what the fuck are you doing? So, I'm thinking of, of doing a local podcast. And if you're a podcaster, I would highly recommend it. And first of all, since there's no goddamn money in podcasting, trust me, none. You know, it's more of a hobby. Um, locally, if you, if you only have two, three hundred people that listen to you in the county or, or maybe a thousand, you know, that's about as many people that listen to the damn radio station at any given hour of the day. And yet they're charging 600 a month for a stupid little ad. So you can get you can get people to sponsor your, your podcast and go, you know, it's $75 to sponsor three shows. And, and those three shows, you know, here's what we talk about. Or, you know, I'm going to interview you. And and then you can sponsor other shows like that, or just or sponsor your own show, or whatever you want to do, and and, and probably make you know two three hundred a month instead of a big fat zero. So that's what I'm thinking of doing because I can't think of any other way other than getting totally politically active, which is a goddamn waste of time, you know. Unless I'm I'm in the you know shadows, politically active, you know, helping the city rewrite their code and stuff like that, but. I really have no desire to, to run for fucking city government. I may the next time there's an opening just because somebody's got to fucking do it. You know, somebody that cares. So do a podcast, do a, a YouTube channel just about your county. Go around video people and stuff like that. Nowadays with the StreamYard and Zoom and all this stuff, it's it's so much easier to become bigger than your local TV station, you know, because people watch this shit. They're tired of the bullshit. So I don't know. You know, that's my rant for the day. I Like I said, I had an entire podcast put together yesterday. And I just thought, 
uh, you're, you're, you're way off of your, your subject line and your mission statement, Mark. You're a prepper. Tell people things are bad. Uh, pray that they can fix it. And, and let's work together. And let's just continue to look at the writing on the wall that we see every day. And it's everywhere. It's it's like graffiti on a train going by anymore. It's just like every fucking train car's got graffiti on it. And you're like, oh, wow. Ooh, fuck. Look. And some of it's kind of cool. Great job. I don't know what the fuck it says, but great. So we need to read that writing on the wall every day now and really start thinking differently than going to court, electing another fucking asshat, expecting our politicians to, f- to fix the problems they've created. You know, we, we just need to, we need to get down and dirty. And, and, and I pray that while getting down and dirty, something bad doesn't happen because the minute there's a revolution or a civil war, America is over because there's no one smart enough to pick up the pieces and put it back together again. It will be humpty dumpty, broken and never be able to put it back together again because it's broken. It's a Ming vase. You might kind of half-ass glue it together in, in the shape of a, in, in the shape of a vase, but it's never the same. America will be dead for two, three thousand years again, you know, until lightning in a bottle or Christ comes or some fucking magical miracle. The, the people from Mars come and save us or the lizard people come out of the ground and stuff. I have no idea. I wanted to do a retraction. I've been uh, calling them QAnon um, in a lot of my podcasts and, and there's Q person, computer, thing, whatever. And then there's Anon. And so I guess from what I've heard is QAnon is a made-up term by the media or something, probably because it comes off the tongue easier. But there's either Q and then there's Anon. But to, the way I look at it is, is there's this this thing called QAnon to me. It's Q and people responding to what Q says that create the Anon. I, I really don't care. But I thought I'm going to retract calling them QAnon and just say that it's Q that's you know has all these crazy ass predictions and and the church of Q, and then there's Anon, which is maybe all the followers, and and then they're saying things, and the preachers maybe that keep the the myth alive are the Anon, but either way, I did that so I can I can sleep at night, which I sleep fucking fine. Um, so let's let's try to see if we can figure out a, a, a way to free America. Work with Constitutional Sheriffs and Peacekeepers Association, uh, CSPOA.org, and Sheriff Mack. Um, Oath Keepers, yeah, they're, they're fine, but they're, it's just a bunch of talking heads rehashing the same old fucking bullshit. The only way you're going to free America is one county at a time, and the only way you're going to have the authority and the legal standing or the, the backing is going to be through the sheriffs. So it's the CSPOA.org. Um, Get involved. Do a local podcast. Do something. I assume a lot of my listeners are already trying to do this. We just don't communicate that much because we're all fucking busy. So I'm hoping I'm hoping there's, there's, there's plans out there that we don't see that maybe when there's a collapse, it might not be that bad. But I, I highly doubt it. I, I, you know, I'm not saying that I don't think people aren't trying to fix it. I'm just saying that that whatever planet is, when it collapses, it's going to be like standing under a wheat silo, trying to hold your hand up and stop all of it from pouring out because it's just virtually impossible to wait 
the size of the hole and the size of your hand, it's not going to work. But we can continue to try, and maybe if we keep that, that door shut, all of it won't leak out on us and drown us or bury us. So that's my prayer. Uh, as always, I love you guys, and uh, thank you for listening all these years to my just fucking silliness and madness, but there, there's truth in it, you know. And, and I'm no crazier than the rest of the talking head experts in, in the fucking media. So thank you all for sticking around and, and, and some of the comments I really appreciated on, on YouTube. And, and, and it's hard to find a lot of my stuff to comment on on Facebook because I keep that kind of private. You know, Facebook's just a, that's fucking Facebook. It's, a, it's crazy. But, you know, most of it's on my website. That's where I really want to interact with people at prepperguy.com. So anyway, thank you all. Enjoy the, 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 should we call it an apocalypse? Well, when it happens, it will be a fucking apocalypse. That's for sure. It'll be post-apocalyptic fucking shit. But uh, enjoy the, the coming civil war. Love you all. Bye-bye. We've made too many compromises already. Too many retreats. We invade our space. And we fall back. I'm your huckleberry. The line must be drawn here. This far, no further. I've just my game.